0: Our Gospel today comes from Luke chapter 24, verses 13 to 35. Now on that same day when Jesus had appeared to Mary Magdalene, two disciples were going to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem, and talking with each other about all these things that had happened. While they were talking and discussing, Jesus himself came near and went with them, but their eyes were kept from recognizing him. And Jesus said to them, "What are you discussing with each other while you walk along?" They stood still, looking sad. Then one of them, whose name was Cleopas, answered him, "Are you the only stranger in Jerusalem who does not know the things that have taken place there in these days?" He asked them, "What things?" They replied, "The things about Jesus of Nazareth, who was a prophet mighty indeed and word before God and all the people who said that he was alive. Some of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it just as the woman had said, but they did not see him. Then he said to them, oh, how foolish you are and how slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have declared. Was it not necessary that the Messiah should suffer these things and then enter into his glory? Then beginning with Moses and all the prophets, Jesus interpreted to them the things about himself in all the scriptures. As they came near the village to which they were going, Jesus walked ahead as if he were going on, but they urged him strongly saying, stay with us because it is almost evening and the day is now nearly over. So he went in to stay with them. When he was at the table with them, Jesus took bread, blessed and broke it and gave it to them. Then their eyes were opened and they recognized him and he vanished from their sight. Praise to you, O Christ. So this is probably one of my all-time favorite gospel readings to do with kids. Um, I have had it with some children's ministry I did when I was in Minnesota, and even with our own small seeds and sprouts this last week. And there is something about this story, watching the kids as they uh, hear and listen. And the way I always tell it is I don't say that it's Jesus at first. I let them figure it out themselves. And so I tell the story of the road to Emmaus right after Jesus' crucifixion, where two of the disciples, not one of the 12, but two of Jesus' followers are so heartbroken and so sad and so confused by what's going on in the world, by what has happened to Jesus, that they are on the road together when this man joins them as they walk. And this man asks them why they're so sad. And so they tell the man about Jesus. And then the man tells them about scripture and teaches them while they walk. And then when they get to Emmaus, They invite the man into their home with them for dinner and then the man takes the bread and blesses it and breaks it and gives it to them to drink and there's this moment when you can see in the faces of kids where as soon as I say those words they all explode and say it's Jesus it's Jesus and it's like that's right They immediately just understand the importance of those words that we see Jesus in the breaking of the bread. And one of my favorite experiences was when I was in Minnesota doing children's ministry, we did this story. And as part of our uh, kids' church time, we had some crackers and some juice to think about the ways in which we find Jesus in communion, but also in gathering together around food. And our kids... My little, uh, most of them were like pastors' kids, so it shouldn't be too surprising. But they were so excited, and they said, "Could we, could we do the Lord's Prayer before we eat?" And my little liturgical heart just, you know, exploded, and I was so happy. I'm like, "Of course, of course, we can do that." And so there's something about the way in which Jesus opens our eyes that I am so grateful that children seem to just immediately understand. And our own small seeds and sprouts kids talked about the ways that they've been seeing Jesus right now. And some of it has been in having um, our own sort of Zoom call with the kiddos. They've experienced Christ in that time, but also in seeing the ways others are taking care of each other, in bringing groceries, in supporting one another, in keeping safe distances. We have um, a couple of our families that have been doing 21 day quarantines before they gather together so they can actually see each other and be safe. And they find Christ in those moments, this grace and love and joy and hope for something to be excited for. And I think that for me, it helps bring the story to life in a new way whenever I share it with children because they are able to just name all of that so easily. And right now, during quarantine, during this pandemic, I really need this story. I need Jesus unexpectedly showing up on the road that we're on. Because I don't know about you, I've been in my car maybe three times in the last month and a half. And so my road looks like The inside of my house and I just keep thinking about where Jesus might be right here with me what unexpected ways Jesus might show up in zoom calls and on Facebook and at the grocery store and I really need Jesus's reminders of our faith and our calling and our hope because the reality is is he's a little annoyed with his disciples on the road when they come to him or when he joins with them because they're so sad. Their hope is lost. They say, we had hoped that he would be the one to redeem Israel. We had hoped. Their hope is in the past tense. And here's Jesus right alongside them through all of it. And he kind of gives them a little bit of a dig, right? He says, you foolish ones. Don't you know that this is what had to happen? Don't you remember what I've been telling you? Sometimes we need those reminders that even in the midst of what's going on in our world, we are still God's people. We are still called to share love and mercy and grace in whatever way we are able. And I also just really need at this time, Jesus at the table with me. In my home, just sharing his presence, his peace, and his hope with me. And I don't know about you, but for me, one of the uh, most ridiculous moments in this working from home online um, experience has been last Wednesday night. We had our first our, our um, coming back together again for a Wednesday night prayer service, and Uh, Greg has been working. And so he got home right at the time that like fellowship time on Zoom started and the dog is running everywhere. Hadley's fallen off a chair. They're screaming. It's just chaos. And here I am on my like Zoom call with my people who I dearly love. And I'm just like, hang on, I'm going to mute myself for a minute. And I'm like running around and it just, there's so much stress and anxiety and just it was, it was a lot. And then six o'clock rings and Greg takes Hadley and Anna, the dog, into the den. And I invite those who are on the Zoom call and on our Facebook to breathe in deeply and exhale completely. And for 20 minutes, I got to experience Christ's presence unexpectedly in these moments, that peace, that Breath of the Holy Spirit just coming back in. And I think we need more of that right now because I think that a lot of us are bored or feeling lonely and isolated. And I think that unexpected Jesus presence right with us at the table, sharing that peace and that hope that isn't lost is so absolutely necessary. And I am so grateful for these readings today to remind us that no matter what, that hope is there for us. And I know that this is hard. A lot of us were hoping to gather physically sooner rather than later. And many of us are sad or lonely, feeling isolated and struggling during this time, either with the physical or financial difficulties Or the very real emotional, spiritual, and health difficulties of just being separated from one another and not knowing what's going to happen next. This isn't meant to be easy. But we're all going through something right now as an entire planet. And Jesus unexpectedly shows up in our homes, at our tables, and has been with us the entire time. The entire road that we have been walking, Jesus has been alongside us, listening to us and sharing in his presence with us, whether we knew it or not, whether our eyes were open to it or not. Jesus does not give up on us. And Jesus continues to walk with us, to stay with us, no matter where we might be in this moment. And Jesus does all of this. Jesus goes to the cross and dies and rises from the dead to surprise us with unexpected hope, with unexpected joy, with moments of grace and peace in the midst of chaos, in the midst of boredom, in the midst of loneliness, Or sorrow we know that our Redeemer lives we know that Jesus lives and Jesus lives for each and every one of us for each and every one of us to give us back our hope so that in the midst of all of this we can be like the women who first encountered the resurrected Jesus astounding and confusing others with their joy in the midst of an imperfect and disappointing time. We can share hope and love through phone calls, through Zoom, through social media, through whatever way in which we are able to connect with others. We can be the light in the midst of the shadows right now. And all of this we do with the power of the Holy Spirit that gathers us together. Thanks be to God. Amen.